guys sound like you're in a golf club. <laughs> so good to have John and Sheila with us. And I, I ask him to put up the chair so it just seems like, hey, it's less formal. So anyway, I even have uh, the, uh, the, the questions. These are easy questions, but we wanted to, again, just, it's great for me to tell you everything that God has done, but I want you to hear it from, from folks that are living the same truth. God is doing the same thing with them. So welcome, John and Sheila, mm -hmm. and uh, we love you guys. They've been with us for quite a while now, actually. Mm -hmm. And uh, John is head of our security, and uh, you get a good view of everybody from up here. See, so here you are. John will probably want to sit up here next week. Um, the first question um, that we'd like to ask, I think everybody's got a mic, so we're all good. Uh, how has God changed you guys' life? I think serving is really important, um, and it has played an important part for me, learning to serve others and to serve in the church. Um, that has, uh, like I said, if you spend all of your time focusing on yourself, you can, you can always find things you're not happy about, things you're not satisfied with. You can focus on negatives, actually, as sure. a result, and... For me, God has changed my perspective by um, showing me that service, focusing on others, I, I don't put that focus on myself. It isn't about self anymore. Um, so that has been a huge change for me. Can I, can I even add with that is, uh, this just reminds me of TBN. When we have to be on oh. TBN, we do I'd interview people. But I, you bring out something that's really cool because when you focus on other people, some of the th things that you really wanted or needed that you needed God to do, he just takes care of. He does. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's, a, uh, that's awesome. I mean, I, I remember spending many years of my life always trying to get ahead. I don't know if anybody else has ever done that, but I spent a lot of years. I would work all week long at a regular job, and then on the weekends, I would sacrifice all my family time, and I would go out and pursue more work on the weekends. And the more I worked the more I went backwards because I was relying on me. And I know that now, but I didn't know that at the time. And it was a long, long struggle. Um, it has been amazing since I have put my focus on God and put my focus on others, and I quit trying to do things under my own power. We just started living by kingdom principles. We started tithing. We started doing what we are supposed to do and quit trying to get ahead and we are about to be, well, yeah, we are technically right now 100% debt-free. That's Ooh, awesome. And, that's I mean, awesome. I'm not 50 yet, so, I mean, I don't live in a mansion, but I have no debt. I just have regular bills, and mm -hmm. I didn't do that. I'm here to tell you because I tried, and I couldn't even get even, mm -hmm. let alone ahead. That's awesome. Um, so. so, a few years ago, we decided to really put focus on getting out of debt, and we followed the way God showed us, and on paper, 
sorry. So, like, if you oh, look, they whoa. found it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, well. So, if you look at it on paper, it would never make any sense. And I think that is the biggest um, thing to touch on as far as, you know, we were just doing what God showed us to do. Isn't, that's that's no really huge because how many times yeah. it doesn't add up. I mean, you look no, at something and you're like, doesn't. I don't even know how, but, but anybody can do something they can see. But when God tells you to do something, you're like, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. And yeah. I got to say, like, uh, you would ask us to do this interview, and, and um, you know, the devil's paying attention because we have a lot to share that we are really joyful about. But this week has been hard. Yeah. The devil knew that somebody needed to hear what I'm saying today and what she's saying today because he's been working against us. Um, but we recognize that, mm -hmm. and I think that's the difference maker. That's cool. Because I should be really frustrated in a few things right now in myself, but I'm not because I'm, I'm actually expectant mm -hmm. of the solution. Like, I'm wondering, okay, what's God about to do mm -hmm. with this? Because sure. something's not working here, so what's he about to do? And that is honestly... I mean, that is honestly my attitude now. And I got to tell you, that would not have been my attitude 10 years ago. But you both are looking for the answer now from God. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So Absolutely. instead of like 1-900-psych, not that you ever did 1-900-psych. <laughs> Scratch that. No, but that is a bad thing. That's a side note. Don't. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> don't do that. Yeah, and don't, don't read do your that. horoscope. Okay, yeah. carry so all, on. All, all what I'm saying, my point is, you have found God to be faithful, and you're, you're leaning on him. Now, none of this is, as you can tell, we didn't rehearse this no. or any of this. So, you know, this is just one of those. You need to see re peop, real people telling you real things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's the importance of being around people with the same beliefs, the same mindset. That's awesome. Because without that, like when we started serving, that's when we started developing friendships. Mm. That it isn't just about Sunday, it's about the rest of the week as well. Yeah. So we've grown, you know, we've formed relationships with people who sure. have the same way of thinking. And it's so, that's been so important for us because it holds us accountable. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. when things start to, you know, kind of tilt over and the enemy's trying to make you doubt what God's already shown you. Having people around you that help, that you can talk to and they can help remind you and hold you accountable to those things. Like that comes from being here, mm -hmm. serving. I mean, I couldn't encourage, I encourage people, if you're not serving, you're serving because there's such a great blessing in that mm -hmm. because your, awesome. your mind is set outward and not inward anymore, right. yeah. which is really how God designed us to be. So sure. then when you're walking with an outward mindset, everything else is backwards because there's the kingdom of God and everything that else. That is so cool. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So mm -hmm. there's so much truth in that. Well, that, I mean, you kind of brought me right in. This is the only two questions we said. We're going to ask you two questions. Here's the second one. Um, you know, and this is uh, premised by, it's, the question is, how has TLC played a part in that? And knowing this isn't just saying, look at us. So I wanted to, because if I don't say that, I know my wife would, would definitely say, this isn't about us. But what we are about is we want to be what Jesus is calling us to be. And so we want to be about the Father's business. So if we are being used by God, that's, that's all we're saying. So if there are folks out there saying, I just want to go to a place, number one, that's safe, that will teach the word, um, 
and so, you know, has the church helped with that? It sounds like because you guys are serving and you're finding uh, fulfillment in that. Absolutely. And, you know, uh, we've gone to other, we've gone to another church, um, and I'm not saying any, that there are other churches that aren't good. What I'm saying is, is I really feel blessed here because of the relationships, um, you know, to have genuine believers, friends who are living by kingdom principles in front of me and that I can do that with living life together with them that way, that has been encouraging because, you know, even with all, I, I'm short, I have a short memory. Huh? No. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I feel very blessed, but there are still days where I forget how blessed I am and I get discouraged mm. and I start getting down and, you know, to go to men's breakfast and get around the guys and cut up and um, to have relationships outside of regular church service with those uh, individuals has been a huge blessing for me because, you know, I'm not always at my best, but um, God is always in the group with us, and That's awesome. I always find encouragement with, with the other men. So if you're, and if you're serving but you don't come and hang out at men's breakfast or whatever, Please do, at least when, I, when you can, for you, not for me, for mm -hmm. you, because you will be so blessed by building relationships. Um, don't let yourself, don't let the enemy get in your head and make you feel uncomfortable or try and give you some spirit of offense. People are people. Don't expect people to be anything more than people. Expect a lot of God. Yeah, um, that's And good. just come hang out with God's people. That's, that's what I would say. That's awesome. And one quick thing to add you guys, you guys encourage us to be who God made us to be, and you help build us up in those gifts, and, you know, we appreciate that, and it helps keep us moving forward, because oh, we've honored. been in environments where it wasn't the same, mm -hmm. so. Yeah, and you don't just say it, you walk it, yeah. and we see that, and that is, that is encouraging. I'll never forget the first time I met you, like, outside of service, we were at a uh, harvest party. And I said something, and you were, you were like, I am not getting in agreement with that. <laughs> it had something to do with food or whatever, and you're like, I am not getting in agreement with that. And it, it just clicked with me that he's not just saying it. He sincerely is living out these principles, you know, that there's power in your tongue and that you have to guard your words. And, and he, he doesn't just say that from up here. He lives that out, and that is so encouraging to me. Because I need reminded of that because, you know, my tongue will uh, cause me all kinds of grief. I think everybody <laughs> can get into that trouble. <laughs> I've, I've, I've just enjoyed, well, I really like this. I'm glad we're doing this once a month on the first Sunday. This is really nice. But I've enjoyed, and so many of you, I mean, you know, it gives me a chance to kind of get to know you. I got to eat breakfast across from Glenn, and I don't know where Glenn is at. He's here today. He's serving. Okay, he's serving out yeah. front. Yep. And uh, I just didn't, we, we just were talking back and forth, and he came up to me today, and I said, hey, I enjoyed breakfast with you yesterday. He said, I just learned more things about you I didn't even know, and I learned more about him, but it was fun. Yeah. And then you guys were out at my house yesterday, and we were cutting up out there, which is normal. Um, so, you know, but it's just, it's fun to have family that you can just be like, this is good. I mean, God is in this place. He's with us, and uh, we appreciate you guys so much mm -hmm. and all that you do for TLC. Do you guys love these guys? Mm -hmm. Give them a big hand clap. God bless you guys. Thank you so much. You. Appreciate you. Sheila, we love you. God bless you. Mm -hmm. Cheers. 
Um, yeah, they're going to take care of the chairs, babe, so we're good. Anything you want to? Yeah, this is something new, um, yeah. but I want to be obedient. Um, and I know my dad used to do this, Yeah. but I just feel like maybe, well, I know. <coughs> Thank you. Maybe it's me, too, <laughs> that there's someone out there you're sure. having trouble with your throat. I don't know if it hurts or I don't know. There's just something that God wants to heal you from. Um, having to do with your throat. Mm -hmm. So, I, you know, we can. Well, we that's can. one of those gifts. You can call that out. If that's you, uh, we can pray for you now. Or if you, uh, that's, that's totally. If Maybe, you're, how about we wait till after? Service, yeah. We can do that. So I'm just saying yeah. that God sees and he knows and he wants you healed. No matter what it is, just something concerning the throat. Awesome. So, all right. Awesome. I just, I'm excited about that. We, you know, we hadn't done that before, so we were like, oh. And back in the day, I said TVN because I, uh, I got to be on TVN several times. I got to sing and interview people, and that was my job as the host. And it's, it's always fun. It's always exciting uh, to be able to talk to people and find out because you'd be able to kind of pull things out that maybe you didn't get to hear at another time. So that's just really great. I want to say again thanks to Caitlin and her team for last week and the hot dogs and everything. The baptism was great. And John, so good to see you, and and uh, the whole the whole Cochran family. That's awesome. And she says to me, she goes, "This is cool. We got shirts, all of us." I'm like, "Word, yeah." I mean, well, it was really cool. I mean, just to see whole families just coming together and God doing great things. I want to talk to you this morning, and uh, it's not going to take us very long. I want to talk about peace of mind. How many would like some peace of mind? You know, when I was growing up, my mom would say something, and she was like. <laughs> I'm going to get a piece of your mind on there. Come on, mama. <laughs> There's, I got a lot in there. <laughs> Sometimes I wish I never would have said it to her because she would make it happen. And if she didn't make it happen, daddy was going to make it happen when he got home. And he always came home. Peace of mind. We live in a world that's kind of nuts right now, isn't it? Chaos and different things. And you see people with masks, without masks, and this and that. And if someone sneezes in the grocery store or coughs, there's that look of like, is that just a random sneeze? You know, and there's all that stuff going on. But wouldn't it nice, uh, wouldn't it be nice just not only to, listen to what I'm saying, to be in the house of God, which we are. What if I could show you today that you not just be in the house of God, but be the house of God. Think about it. I don't have to just be, because church, this is just a building. And yes, we're renovating this building, and it's great, and we, we appreciate it. God has blessed it. But let's be honest, you are the church. We are the temple. We are the ones that house God's spirit. Proverbs 18.10 says, The name of the Lord is a strong fortress or a strong tower. The godly run to him and are safe. The name of Jesus, the word of God, and the presence of the Holy Spirit. That's what Pastor Kim and I, that has been our go-to. That is where we go. That's what we head to. Kind of like what Sheila and John were saying. We just Now we have a new standard. We don't go to the phone. We go to the throne. And we go ask God, God, what do we do? How do we do this? Whether it's just raising the family, building a ministry. All of us in here have had different challenges. Different things. Should I do this? Should I buy that? Should I get this house? Should I marry this person? Should I take this job? Walking through all of this latest stuff that's going on now in the world. We have learned that we know who we are. Or let me say this. Whose we are and where to run for help. 
The righteous run into him and they are safe, the Bible says. No matter where you are this morning, no matter where you feel you fit in, you fit in. Because with God, there's no outcasts. He doesn't make junk. And like John said so well, he said, you know, don't put so much on people. Well, so-and-so didn't say hi to me today or so-and-so didn't. Okay, they didn't. They're people. What if they had a lot on their mind? Have you ever had anything on your mind? We're talking this morning about just getting some peace up here between our two ears. We all want a safe haven, a safe harbor, a place to run where it's safe. When you're a kid, if you get hurt, there's no place like going to mom or dad, no place like your home. Have you ever been gone and then, you know, you finally get home and it's just good to be back in the house again? It just feels good to be home again. The, the smells, all of that. I mean, you know, as a kid growing up, there was just no place like home. I know I sound like Dorothy. I don't have ruby slippers and, you know, I do have a shirt that kind of looks like her dress, but just saying. One place where we know without a doubt is safe, above what we're facing, above the stress, the pressure, the uncertainty of all of the things that we question and what's going on that are thrown at all of us. What if we could find that place where protection would be there and peace of mind? You know, that's where your battle is, all between your ears. We got to fight what's between our ears. The thoughts that are flooded and are thrown at there, those are the darts the enemy throws. But what if you could take your very own strong tower everywhere you went? My grandson is here. He's back in the nursery, and he loves trains. Thomas. Thomas? He calls me Pops. Pops, that's Percy. Percy's the green train. James is the red train, Thomas is the blue train, but everywhere he would go, Thomas had to be with him. He would take him wherever he went. What if you could take your strong tower with you? I mean, he felt safe to have his things near him. And there's some moms in the building that are just like, I just got to have all my chicks around me. Now, obviously, I know there's boundaries and all of that and some of that might be too excessive but my point is if you could take your strong tower with you everywhere you went 24 7 you had access to it isn't it amazing what you can do with technology today you can be in florida or texas for those texans back in the back you can be in florida texas or wherever and if you have a certain device or you know you can look on your phone and you can see if somebody's at your door you can turn on your air conditioning. I was with my son, and he had what? He was turning his house into a smart home. I'm like, how do you do that? He goes in, and what's the thing's name? It's not Augustus. What is it? Alexa. Okay. <laughs> Augustus. Augustus? <laughs> but he would say, Alexa, lock the front door. The door would go. I'm like, oh, that's kind of creepy. Alexa, turn on the living room lights. Whoop. Alexa, turn the TV on. Boing. Alexa, turn it up. And now his, my little granddaughters, they go in there and we walk in and they'd say something. Alexa, turn on your TV. And the TV would come on. They, they knew how to do that. It's amazing what technology. But we have things that are superior actually to all of that. 24-hour access. 
Matthew 24, 6 says this. Now, this is Jesus talking. And you'll hear of wars and threats of wars, but don't panic. Yes, these things must take place, but the end won't follow immediately. There's got to be a way then he's saying don't we could have peace of mind. In all of this viral whatever, peace of mind. But to do it, we've got to put our hand to it, just like the kingdom says, just like the word says. That's what God says. He says that he will bless the work of our hands. In heaven, zero is just the same as it is here on earth. Zero. If you are doing nothing, there is nothing to bless. John and Sheila, again, they, they didn't know, I didn't know what they were going to say. They, they knew the questions because I told them I'm going to ask you this. You know, I'm gonna, and I just want you to think. I have no idea what they're going to say. But she's, and both of them talked about serving because they're putting their hands to something bigger than them. And God is blessing the work of their hands. you got to put your hand to it. It's going to require you to tear some things down and build some things back up. There are going to be things that you've done in the past that really didn't do any good. They didn't get you any fruit. They're just time wasters. My wife says things like this, which I, I love this. She said, it may be a good thing, but it may not be a God thing. Maybe it's good for someone else or God wants someone else to do it, but it is not for you to do. Does that make sense? If it's peace that only God can give, I can't find it in the world. I can't get it on Amazon Prime. I can't order it online. I can't get it from Etsy. I can't get it from Walmart. I can't go to Myers and get it. I can't get it at Lowe's. I can't get it at Menards. It's not available in man's kingdom. I have to go to him. Come on, somebody. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And the only way to get to the Father is through him. I have to get this peace through him. I got to find it in him. If I'm looking for it, for my family, for my house... For my job, what I do, how I do it. I got to find it through Christ. This morning I'm going to give you three quick steps. Three quick thoughts to help you get peace of mind. In a world full of uneasiness. And it's based on God's word. And it's based on the power of God. And it's time we started seeing the power of God. We started believing God is who he says. He does what he does. His word says it, period. And we start seeing that. I'm, I have seen, like we sang that song, you can't tell me he doesn't do that. I've seen it. I've seen people with legs out of place. I've, I've watched them, nobody touching them, snap and pop and crack into place and have them put their, their stroller or whatever they were using to scoot with out of the way and get up and walk as if it never happened. I've seen lumps go away. I've seen pews open up. I've seen angels. I mean, you can't tell me he doesn't do it. I've seen it. I want to walk with God. Instead of saying, okay, God, if you don't do this, I'm going to make up another plan. I'm going to have a plan B. I want to invest everything I got in God's A plan. 
Now, I want you to remember that the points I'm going to give you, I'm going to spell out the word set, S-E-T. My kids would be like, of course you are, Dad, because I do a lot of that. <laughs> you know, here, let's take this and do this and do that. But that's the word, and that's how our points are going to go off the S, off the E, and off the T. So get ready, get set. Here we go. Our first thought today is stop, S for stop the stinking thinking. That just sounds fun to say that. Not thinking, stinking thinking, stinking thinking. It just sounds cooler to say it that way, but that's my opinion. You got to clear your head. How many are saying, I know some people, and there ain't a whole lot up there going on, <laughs> but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about all of this stuff. We got to clear our mind. John 14, 27 says, I'm leaving, again, Jesus talking, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. You know why those two are together? Because there's another scripture, and I didn't bring it up, but as a man thinks in his, so is he. So he's connecting both of those. If you want to have peace of mind, you got to have your heart right. And the peace I give is the gift the world cannot give, so don't be troubled or afraid. So if we want to secure a peace of mind in, in this whole mess that's going on, you got to clear your mind of the world's way of doing things and thinking things. That's not always so easy. That's a process, really. That's why the Bible says when we get saved, old things pass away, all things become new. Some of that stuff is just a process. you got to walk it out because you're so used to doing some of the other, and God will start pulling you. I, I've, I've seen people get saved, and they were some of the best cussers you've ever heard. Anybody else ever? I led them to Jesus. And man, I'm telling you, every other word was, was like, wow. And so people said, well, they're not saved. because I'm like, you, maybe you don't understand this principle. They, it, they didn't just stop cussing right away. I'm not saying that couldn't happen because I've seen that happen. But I'm just saying they still gave their heart to Jesus. And that process was just one that they had to get a hold of their mouth. I, we were at another church, a real large church one time, and a guy came up and said he believed the Lord that, well, he was diagnosed with cancer, and he believed that God healed him of cancer and what he had to do. And the usher said they were, he had the usher had a, or whoever, the person talking had a mic, and he said, brother, you got to curse that cancer. Well, he only knew how one way to curse. So he grabbed that mic and just started going, wow, you, and, and just started running through the church saying anything you could even think of. And if you're imagining it, he probably said it. And the ushers are like, get the mic, get the mic. Talk about chaos on top of chaos. But all, you said curse. So he was like, okay, I can curse. I'm good at that. He hadn't, you know, that part was just a process. Now, you might not believe that, but I'm just... I've seen it both ways, okay? Because part of that is our reception, how, how we receive and how we believe and how we handle things. Let's see what God says about it. Under the old covenant, God's promises to Abraham, Moses, and the people of Israel. He offers peace, and they carried with them more in a sense. It was more of a physical place, a safe location where God's presence manifested. Remember the tabernacle of meeting. Remember, uh, you know, there's certain, this is where God showed up. The priest would go in. 
In Moses' day, it was the tent of meeting. That's Exodus 33:7, And that was the practice to go into this place. And um, it was set away from the camp. There was a distance that had to be away from the camp. And they would make a request. The priest would bring those into the Lord outside the camp. In King Solomon's day, it was the temple. Second Chronicles 7.3. And they, they saw fire coming down, presence of the Lord filling the temple. And they fell face down on the ground, worshiped the Lord, saying, He's good, His faithful love endures forever. Isaiah 26, 1 and 3. Uh, Judah sings this song, our, our city is strong, we are surrounded by the walls of God's salvation. They open the gates to all who are righteous, allow the faithful to enter, you'll keep perfect peace. All who trust in you, whose thoughts are fixed on you. So from the very beginning, in the old and moving to the new, the peace he offered was more than just a place. It's more than just a physical place to run and hide in. You know, if I was getting hurt or uh, was being chased or something as a kid, just, you know, whatever. You know, if you played hide-and-seek when you are a kid or ghost in the graveyard or whatever, we had a home base and you would run to home base before anybody would catch you. That was the whole idea. But God's thinking is this. On, uh, to get a peace of mind while we're on this earth, it is just as much to have it not just as in a place, but to have it in your person. Jesus, after all, is the prince of peace. There's no place like home. I said it before. Remember Dorothy in the Wizard of Oz? All she wanted to do in that whole movie, it's not biblical, by the way, is just say, I just want to go home. I just want to go home. And sometimes isn't that, you know, I just, God just, I just want to be in that safe place. With my children, when they were growing up, that safe place was around me. If there was anything wrong or anybody was, you know, they would just be around me because I would not let anything happen to them. True peace has always been a matter, now think about what I'm about to say, a matter of the mind, perception, perspective. What is your take on that? And so many times, my take in the past used to be, in my natural mind. This is the facts. This is what I see. But we can be deceived what we see. Is that true? That's how magicians work. Deception. They make you believe something's here and it's gone or it's not here. How did they do that? That's the whole part of the trick. And that's what the enemy does. He'll let you go by your senses and it is your perception. But my Bible says the name of the Lord is a strong tower. I can run into God and what he says... And be safe. It doesn't matter what the circumstances look like. So many times in the Bible, the Israelites, how are we going to cross the Red Sea? They're coming right behind us. What are we doing? And yet God would keep them there with a, a fire and open up the sea and dry it out through the night. And the Israelites would walk across it. They would be pursued. And then the sea would close back up and take everybody that came after them with them. Now, they didn't know that was going to happen, but God said, if you run into me, you're safe. Under the new covenant, Paul's going to tell us this. How many knows that home is where you hang your hat? Where you hang your hat. Now, my, my mom and dad are here at church today, and for years, they had a motor coach or a big house trailer, and they would go all around and it was kind of cool because they, their house looked the same wherever they went. It's just their backyard changed all the time. 
because wherever they parked it, that's where, you know, they were going to be here for a little while. They were going to go over here. They've done a lot of stuff. You want to talk about some stories, you ought to go talk to them. They, they uh, went on a cattle drive. Can you picture my mom and dad on a cattle drive? Can you picture my mom talking to cowboys about what they should be doing or what's right or wrong, trying to lead cows to Christ, probably? <laughs> it was really moving. <laughs> but I'm just saying, they've, they've, they've done a lot. But, you know, their perspective was kind of almost what I'm teaching you right today. They would go and just because God was with them. Place matters, but it's what's inside that counts. Under the new covenant, Paul in 2 Corinthians 10, 3 and 5, we're human. We don't wage war as humans do. We have God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning, world's way of thinking, uh, and destroy false arguments. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. The NLT says pretty much the same thing. Uh, it just says they take every thought captive to be obedient, not just the way the world thinks, but they're going to put everything up with God. And his revelation that Paul says is peace of mind doesn't just happen, it's a battle. I told you last week, there's going to be a fight. The enemy is never going to just roll over and say, go ahead, you can just have it. You're going to have to take it back. There's going to be a fight. And the fight is in your head, for the most part. It's in your belief system, in your heart. Believe in your heart. Confess with your mouth. Believe in your heart and do not doubt. But that comes from, as a man thinks in his heart, that comes from putting these two together. Before Jesus left the earth, he met the disciples and he told them, peace be with you. That's John 20, 21, 22. He said, peace be with you as the Father sent me, so I'm sending you. And then the Bible says that he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. And he imparted God's spirit into theirs. And that's what happens when we get born again. Our spirits connect. We receive the spirit of God. We ask Christ to come into our heart. And the spirit of God then dwells in us. So when that happens, we can tear down bad strongholds in our life. Because now you have the greatest force living inside you. Again, think about this. It's what's on the inside. Do you worry? You can beat that. Are you afraid? God did not give you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Psalm 118.6 talks about we don't have to fear. 34 in Psalms talks about that he delivers us out of all our afflictions. Are you depressed? You don't have to be depressed because greater is he that's in you. Are you angry? So there's a whole lot of things that could go on that. I don't like this. I don't like what this person did. You don't know how this happened. And this is what then I'm bitter and I'm mad. And you know, some of that just starts getting together. You can beat that. Not on your own, but because of the Holy Spirit that's inside you when you have Christ. With God's spirit living in us, listen to what I'm trying to tell you. You are, you are the tent of the meeting. You are the temple of God. You don't have to go to a, a certain place. I mean, it's great. And, you know, but you become 
the house of God. He dwells in you. You don't have to go find a strong tower. You are the strong tower. And the more space we give God, the stronger you get. I talked to some people not long ago just to talk to them just about uh, how marriage is really strong. And if, say if we did a triangle, you know, we always, everybody always does that. I hurt you. If we do a triangle, I triangle you, okay? At the top of, of the triangle would be God. And let's just use Pastor Kim and I. And at the bottom of the, the feet would be me on one side and her on the other. The more that we get closer to the top, to God, the closer we get together as we go up to the top. That's what I'm trying to tell you. You are the strong tower. Step two, exercise your spirit. Build yourself up. I know it's 1140. These aren't going to take very long, okay? So you're probably like, I didn't know it was 1140. Thanks for sharing that. But anyway, build yourself up. First Peter 2, 4, and 5. You are the living cornerstone of God's temple. And you are living stones that God's building into the spiritual temper, temple, and you are his holy priests. Now, I'm, I'm just skipping through some of that. You can read the whole thing. Through the meditation of Jesus, you offer spiritual sacrifices that please God. In other words, you're connecting with Christ. You're finding out, God, how do I handle this? What do I do? Scripture proves out that God is all uh, into building. Did you know the Lord God is the eternal rock, Isaiah 26, 4. The wise men build his house on the rock, Matthew 7, 24. Upon this rock, I will build my church, Matthew 16, 18. You might not even think so, but you're a construction zone. You are under process. You are under construction. And John said it this morning. People aren't perfect. You don't have to be perfect. You just need to follow as close as you can to God. And the more you get closer to God, that's awesome. Then God will help you. If you want a complete peace of mind experience, you can't just tear down bad ones. I mean, which is good. We need the bad ones tore down. But you got to build good ones. You heard them in their testimony. Well, we, I thought for myself I was more self-serving. I did all this stuff. And then I started focusing on others. And I started, God was using me in this. And then we found out. And now they're up here saying, we're debt free. God has done all of this. We couldn't do it on our own. Because they got closer to God. They started doing what he wanted. So let me put this really clear. If you're going to pull weeds, you got to plant flowers. If you're going to pull weeds in your life, I need to get rid of this. Then let's put something good there. Let's do something to replace the bad. Can we do that? Can we put something foundational from God there? Build yourself up. Believers, the Bible talks about, like, they're living stones. You know, I'm flattered and I'm very honored and humbled that John and Sheila would say, you know, you, you walk that out, you live it. That's, I'm not doing anything to say, look at me, but to hear them say that, I'm like, God, I just give you the praise for that. We are living stones. God's very own personal building project. And his plans are always good. And so many of us think, well, I don't, I'm not sure how God does what he does. 
if I'm just good enough, I'll make heaven. If I'm bad, that's not how he works. I already quoted the scripture. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. You got to go through Christ, period. No other way. No other way. You can say whatever you want. All roads lead to the same place. No, they don't. They do not. Now, wherever you're going, if you're watching online and your church preaches Jesus, because that's how you get there. He, forget, he died for you. You apply what he did on the cross. That's what happens. But God doesn't arbitrarily choose. Well, I'll, I'll just bless this person. I, I won't do this one. I'll do this one. No, it's all based off of Jesus and covenant and the choice, your free will. You remember the story, Jesus was in the synagogue and he saw a woman who was bent over. The Bible says she'd been bent over for 18 years. He called her out and said, you're, you're free from your infirmity. And he touched her and she immediately stood up straight. And he got in trouble because he did it on Sunday. And Sunday was the Sabbath and you can't work on Sunday. And Jesus was saying, some of this is just crazy tradition. Sometimes we look like that. We get ourselves all bent on something that man created. Let's find out what God says. Let's grab a hold of that. Jesus told her in verse 16, woman, daughter of Abraham, she's been held in bondage by Satan for 18 years. Isn't it right that she be released even on the Sabbath? So he tore down the wall. I know this is what you guys think, but she's in covenant. And he builds up, he plants flowers, but because of that, she deserves to be healed. Peter put it this way, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, this is, my wife loves this one, with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good in healing all who were oppressed by the devil. And Jesus comes on the scene, the enemy gets off the scene because he can't take it. He went about demonstrating God's intentions and tearing down bad strongholds and putting up good ones, showing people, I don't know how anything. Remember the guy that got healed, he was blind, and, and they're like, oh, what's going on? And the guy, this is the dude's remarks. So cool. I don't even know what to tell you, and I'm paraphrasing. All I know is I was blind, and now I'm not. That's what I can tell you. I can't tell you all this. I can't give you all this legal jargon. I can't tell you all about what's good on this or that. I'm just telling you, Jesus touched me and I can see. And that's what we need. We need to put our peace of mind on the one that gave it, the Prince of Peace. We live under that covenant now, that new covenant. When Jesus was raised from the dead, at that moment, we're forgiven. We apply that, we're forgiven. At that moment, our sins were paid for. We just simply apply what he did on the cross. At that moment, we get saved because we've asked him by our own free will to come into our heart. But it's already done. We put it in use. He freed us from all the enemy's oppression, just like he did that woman. Here's our last one. You're going to figure this one out because in the word set, if you remember, S. We did E. Now here's T. Talk to it. Talk to it. Make God's words your words. Get comfortable speaking to things. I'm, you, can, you can say what you want. I mean, and you don't have to believe the way I believe. I can't force you to believe that way. 
But I'm telling you, we, we hear a forecast of damaging storms or something coming through. I don't have to tell her. She doesn't have to tell me. We already, that same day, she said, we need to rebuke these storms away from our house. I had already done it that morning, and she was out. She was doing that then, and people can say, you guys are nuts. Depends on who's doing the observation, I reckon. But last I knew, we didn't get any storms in the house. So I'm like, whoop, 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 thank you, Jesus. Talk to it. Mark 4, 39, Jesus woke up. He rebuked the wind and said to the waves, silence, be still. And suddenly the wind stopped and there was a great calm. But see, the world and the enemy seems bent on this, putting you down, pulling you down, holding you down, sinking your boat. You hear me say it all the time. Don't tell God about your problem. He already knows about your problem. Tell your problem about your God. That's the time you stand up, tell the turmoil to shut up, and then build yourself up and say, you know, by Jesus, by his stripes, I was healed. He's already done it. When King David was in his lowest parts of his life, in the times that he was going through intense mahooty, that's one of my, that's fun to say. Y'all looking at me like I'm strange. <laughs> Mahoody. He's got stuff that's going on. There's a bunch of junk going on. You don't want to get messed up in all that Mahoody. There's all these kind of things. And the enemy tacks and junk like that. The Bible tells us that this is what it says. It says he encouraged and strengthened himself in the Lord. Have you ever felt that, you know, outside of you and God, there isn't anybody else? David said, there's too much, everybody's, God, I need some help. Strengthen me. So how do you do it? If you look at Psalms, he wrote half the book, so you can look there. He started writing and thinking and praying and speaking and singing. And this is what I'm telling you. And again, so cool that John and Sheila, he got busy. He got busy, got his mind on something that God wanted him to do. And then he not only got his mind on it, he got his mouth on it. We've all done it the other way, haven't we? Let me get my mouth on it, and then we got to repent or do whatever. But anyway, he made his mind and his mouth line up with what God said. What does the word say? What are the promises? You can focus on the problem all day long. I want to focus on how to get past the problem. How does God get me over this problem? He's already done it, so I want to focus on how I can do that. And I want to follow that example. 103, 1 and 2 says, Let all that I am praise the Lord. With my whole heart I will praise his holy name. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he does for me. In other words, David told his head and his mouth, this is what you're going to think, and this is what you're going to say. Are you going to let stuff that does not line up with God's word take up space in your brain? Because if you allow it to sit there, it's not going to do any good if it doesn't line up with the word. Kick out what's not of God and put in what is. And begin to say, this is what I'm going to say. Remember the woman, and I told you this story, but it's in the Bible. Her son had died and, the, and uh, her family had even asked her. And this is her only answer, all is well. All is well. I could learn some. Lord, help me to be like that. All is well. And guess what? All was well. God took care of it. There comes a time when you have to speak to things. 
going to have to say? Tell the mountain about your God, not God about your mountain. Jesus didn't just talk to the wind and the waves. I'm going to give you this, and I'm about finished here. He rebuked the fever in Peter's mother-in-law. That's in Luke chapter 4. He spoke, uh, and the servant was healed. Remember that? That was in Matthew. Commanded evil spirits, and the sick were healed. Matthew 8, 16. Spoke to a tree, and it died in Mark. Encouraged speaking to mountains. He told us that in Mark 11. This is what you got. More than anything or anyone else, this is going to sound funny, start talking to yourself. Really, start, start speaking to yourself. You already do. You know you do. Recent medical findings tell us our words physically resonate down through every nerve of our body. So if you're telling yourself you are a loser, you're this or that, you'll never lose weight, you'll never be smart, you'll never be this, you'll never run your own business. You know what? You are inside and your body is listening to those things. You're hearing it in your ears, but your body's responding. You need to tell yourself what God says. God doesn't make any junk, friends. God has a purpose for your life. He's got a plan. You could live it on purpose. Wouldn't it be great to be happy and have peace of mind? Do yourself a favor and speak more purposefully, intentionally about yourself. 1 Peter 2, 9, telling yourself, I'm chosen, I'm royalty, I stand before God, I minister to him, I'm set apart, I'm special, I have favor, even possessed by the Lord. My primary task is declaring God's goodness. I no longer am in the dark about anything. I have his spirit that lives inside me. God's called me, and I'm going to fulfill that. Start telling yourself what God is saying. Do that in a week, a month, a year. See how your peace of mind is then. Just remember this. In this world, peace at any level isn't given. You're going to have to fight for it. You're going to have to. The enemy will not give you peace. You're not looking to the enemy for peace. You see, we're looking in the wrong place. We got to look for God. With Jesus' words, Holy Spirit power, you have more than a fighting chance. You are the strong tower of God. It's 1153. I want to tell you this story, and I'm going to condense it, okay? It's very quick, but the, the Holy Spirit is saying, I need to say this, so I'm going to tell you. I was doing Vacation Bible School, VBS for short, and it was, a, uh, was very successful. And it was a smaller church, but we, we probably had like 200 kids. I mean, it was like crazy busy, and, uh, and it was a great time. Well, they had this big storm come through, and they said there was a tornado. Warning, tornado sighted in your area. Take cover. I had never really experienced as much of what I'm telling you as this, but they told us to take all of these kids and all of these classes down into the basement, put their head between their knees, and get in this position because it was sighted and it was close. And I, I, I still remember kids crying in the hallway. They were scared because they couldn't go home because we couldn't get out. We had to take them to a safe place. But something inside me made me like, oh, that makes me mad. The devil is not doing this. So I left and went outside. I'm just saying, led by God, I just stood there, put my hands up, and I rebuked 
that storm and that tornado, I let my mouth and my mind and my heart and my confession all come together. I was set to have peace of mind. And you know that tornado, they said, it left. They said, we don't know, it just dissipated. It went up and it went and went away. And we went back and we finished class that day. That is not to say because of me, listen to what I'm telling you, because of the strong tower that's in me. Are you getting it? You see, it could have been, it could have been a four-year-old kid if he had enough knowledge and knew and believed. I mean, you know, kids just believe. They don't have to have all the details. It's not, you don't have to be an adult to, to see God move. It's about the strong tower inside. Bow your heads, close your eyes. Every person watching by online, you can raise your hand right where you are. Those that are here right now, if you're saying, Pastor, I want that peace of mind. I want to be that strong tower. Just put your hand up, put it right back down, and we'll pray with you this morning. I promise I won't embarrass you. Yes. Anyone else? Yes, 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 yes. Yes, this is awesome because God will do it if we believe and we enforce this. For those that are online that raised your hand, everyone say this prayer together. Dear Jesus, you live inside me. Come in my heart. Be my Lord and my Savior. From this day forward, you're my answer. You're my strong tower. I run into you. And you make me safe. I thank you for it. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. If you believe that, you confess with your mouth, you believe in your heart, and do not doubt. You can be that strong tower. You can take God with you. He's with you 24-7. He says he'll never leave you. So you just make the choice. I'm serving him. I'm going to speak what he tells me to speak. I'm going to try to keep my mind on what he wants me to think on. And you're human. But the Holy Spirit, because he's inside you, he'll go, that's not a good thought. Then chuck it. Pull that weed. Put a good one in there. Sometimes I'll say something not so good, you know, thinking like, why did that person? Well, I'm telling you, they shouldn't have cut me off. That's terrible. They're a terrible driver. My wife. We'll take that thought and she'll go, honey, what if they're on their way somewhere and it's an emergency? Then I feel like, hmm. But she's right. I don't know what's going on in their life. So I'm just like, Lord, just protect them. Work in their life. Work in my life. I'm in a construction zone. So, you know, he helps me. And he'll help you too. Stand to your feet. Let's give God some praise. Amen. Amen and amen. We want to give. It's part of our worship, and so the ushers are going to minister to you. Um, you can give online. You can text to give. Uh, you can mail it to 374 North Main. We're believing God for great things. This is really what we used to call Heart for the House Sunday. We have a lot of future plans for TLC, a lot of things that we want to do uh, and to really help this uh, community and help uh, us reach more and more people for Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, well, let's pray. Grab that uh, offering in your hand. Now, again, this is we're doing a biblical kingdom principle here. It's changing kingdoms. You have the right to put it wherever you want because it's yours, right? By your own admission and submission under the king, we put it into the kingdom. He now gets legal jurisdiction to act on the money that you just put in.
So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we put this into your kingdom. We thank you for multiplication. We thank you for meeting every need. We give you the glory for it. Father, let us be those living stones wherever we go. In Jesus' name, everybody say amen. You give generously as God gives you the grace to do that. I love the praise team. Don't you love those guys? They sang my favorite song right now. I love that I Thank God song. I just love that song. Um, it's just fun to sing, and if I could dance, I probably would, but that would probably take away from the anointing. So, <laughs> God is so good. Well, listen, I want you to have the greatest Sunday you've had in a long time. If you want to do connection, I teach that class. It'll be right up in the, in the balcony. It takes about an hour or less. There are snacks you can get. Um, there's, uh, we'll give you something to drink. Uh, we'll watch your kids. We'll try to take care of everything we can do for you if that's something you'd like to do. We love you. God bless you. You're dismissed. Have a great day. We'll see you next week.